the blast from our past network. Cut right! Cut right! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Mm, giddy up. <laughs> Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super duper fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld. Back to 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 back. Because we love Seinfeld and you love Seinfeld. I am Adam. And I am Corey. And today we are talking season eight, episode 17, The English Patient. And this is on our free feed, and I hope you guys consider checking out our Patreon. If you haven't already, we would love it, and I think you will get a lot out of it, because you're going to get twice the episodes, baby! (laughs) That's right, because you'll get the next episode, The Nap. That will not be on the free feed, it'll be on the Patreon feed. And we had a very good discussion uh, with... The Pothole. The Pothole, thank you, which was uh, also not on the free feed. Exactly. It was actually quite a good episode of Cartwright, I would say. So. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, so this episode first aired March 13th, 1997. Cora, my man, please give me that synopsis. The English Patient. Kramer asks Jerry to bring him some Cubans from Florida so he can start his own cigar business. Elaine shocks everyone when she admits to hating the movie The English Patient. Jerry competes with octogenarian Izzy Mandelbaum. George is attracted to a woman because she confused him for her boyfriend, Lloyd Bridges guest stars. Now that's a guest star to call out, Lloyd motherfucking Bridges. But uh, Adam, what the fuck is an octogenarian? It means they have gone through eight generations. Generator, basically generation of decades, eight decades. Basically. Why didn't they just say 80-year-old fucking Izzy Mendelbaum? <laughs> that uh, they someone had been doing some SAT word prep, and so they put that on there. Or maybe they have one of those word of the day calendars, and wow. then they got to octogenarian. They're like, wow, I want to use that. Yeah, I mean, guys and gals, I cut it, but I had to ask Adam how to pronounce it, because I was like, Adam, I've never seen this word in my life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, 80-year-old. That's all it means. That's <laughs> all it means. Fucking crazy. All right, let's start our scene-by-scene breakdown. Jerry and Elaine uh, are on a train talking about raisinets in the uh, in the whole let's all go to the movies cartoon and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it's yeah. not funny. No, and it's, it's a true cold <laughs> open. It has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. And the only thing I kind of liked at the end of it, like right before the scene ends, Elaine kind of looks at the, the guy sitting next to her, and he kind of looks at her. They kind of like look at each other. It's a nice little moment, then it ends. And I'm like, okay. And you know what would have been nice? What a, a better cold open would have been? Having Elaine talking to the guy to her left and Jerry talking to the guy to his right and show that these people actually communicate with other human beings outside of their own friend group. Yeah, but do you Who does do that? that? No, yeah, exactly. Who does <laughs> True. that? True. Good job. Good call. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. At Monk's. And George tells the waitress to surprise him. He's had everything on the menu, you know, so just eh, surprise him with something. Uh, And then this beautiful woman mistakes him for her boyfriend, this guy named Neil. And uh, that actress, tell us all about her. 
Yeah, that is a Chelsea Noble, uh, famous for being Kirk Cameron's wife, and she was also, you know, on Growing Pains and everything, mm-hmm. and she was in those movie series Left Behind, which are like uh, Catholic movies, religious movies, uh, because Kirk Cameron is a big-time Christian. He Yes, and I imagine she is too, but yeah, yeah probably, so yeah. I, I assume they met on Growing Pains. Yep. Um, they've been married since 91. Which is actually, uh, that's actually kind of cool in Hollywood, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, but... I, so she stars on that, I think, with Kirk Cameron. I think pretty famously, Kirk Cameron, I, I remember hearing this, um, I think, on the Hollywood Babylon podcast. But, like, Kirk Cameron refuses to kiss another person on set. It has to be his wife. And so, like, they will play opposite each other on roles or... Um, when he has to kiss somebody, it's usually done from like the back of the head, and, and of they the use female, her, and, and they, they use her, and ah. like with a wig or something. And so that's the only person he'll kiss on set. Hey, you know what? They've been together for so long. If yeah. it works, man, and I'm not a big religious person. I, I did watch Growing Pains as a kid. You know, more power to them. You know, if that works for you, Kirk Cameron, awesome. That's great. I'm glad you guys are together. I am not gonna fucking watch the Left Behind movies. No, hell no. I mean, my only two cents on that is they're also the kind of people that don't believe in divorce. And even when they're stuck in a shitty True. marriage, yeah. they, they stick with <laughs> yeah. it, even though it's crap. And they'll like, you know, <laughs> and, and make their kids like hate life. And yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, so, right. But hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully they love each other and it's amazing and it works out for them. I like how and I tried to keep it positive. And you hell no, man. <laughs> Fucking A. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, we were both children of divorce. Someone's yes. got to be real. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, the whole crutch of this this whole gag that's going to be going is that she is beautiful, like out yes. of George's League. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll kind of push back, and I know this is this is very, like, like, sexist, and we're obviously objectifying things, or women, you know, but I wouldn't say she's, like, that much crazier, more attractive than we've seen him date before. Like, uh, the lady who, who ran the photo, uh, you know, made the photos and everything. She was really attractive, too. I guess what I'm trying to say is, George has got, he's he's gotten some hot ladies in the past, you know? Oh, yeah, he almost got Marissa Tomei. Ex- almost, he was that close, <laughs> almost, yeah. He was that close. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what, it's not, but it's still, you're right, yes, he has gotten some of these attractive ladies, but it's still a shock every time. Yeah, it's true. fucking George. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. and then apparently, yeah, so her husband, her boyfriend looks exactly like yeah, George yeah. from the back. So he's looks- like, he's blown away. He's like, what the fuck? Exactly. And that's that's where his kind of infatuation with this guy that got her somehow <laughs> <Neil>. starts from. <laughs> yes, Neil. And so fucking he Neil. starts his own, uh, you know, infatuation with Neil. And then the waitress drops off a halibut omelet. Surprised? Surprised? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if I were her, I'd be pissed, too, because I'm like, I don't want to fucking make your choices for you. Like, this is supposed to be a dumb, like, a job where I don't think. I'm not going to try to think for you, pal. Yeah, that's valid. Now, I don't do the surprise me, but I do say, hey, whatever your favorite is. I do that every now and then when, honestly, I don't give a shit, but I want something. And I'll be like, just pick your favorite. Whatever. You know, I was like, hey, pick your favorite burger or and- pick your favorite salad or soup or whatever. And then I just go with that. And that's a classier way of saying surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's you not- know what, buddy? You have class, uh, you know? Hey. <laughs> Unlike Ooh. Elaine, you have class and grace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have grace. <laughs> you do. All right. Do I have a little bit of grace? Can <laughs> you have a little, a little bit of grace? You have a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kramer uh, bought a bunch of these cheap shirts. Uh, they say number one dad on it. Um, and he gives one to Jerry. 
And he also uh, asked Jerry to bring back some Cubans for him since he's down in Florida. He's uh, Jerry's going to go see his parents down in Del Boca Vista. Well, he's going to help them move into a new condo. So that yeah. kind of answers that question that you and I had couple episodes ago when we found out that they sold the Cadillac and they were living in, or they kind of got the Cadillac back, yeah, but then they were living yes. in the trailer and everything. That's right. And we were like, what the fuck? But here they're saying, okay, moving into uh, his, their new condo. But they're in Del Boca Vista. So it's kind of like, why did you, why did it pop out well, and then come back? You're right. It's, it does hurt that other episode for ending the way it did. Yeah. Cause I just want them into a Boca Vista. Honestly, yeah. them being in like that trailer was a weird thing that they should have never done. And obviously they just like said, Oh fuck it. We don't like this route. Let's just put them back in Del Boca, Boca Vista as fast as we can. And, and obviously like, like the reason I think we were so startled by that. And I think I'm always so startled by that because you get that information, I believe in the stinger of that mm-hmm. episode. And you know, as well as I do sometimes in syndication because of the commercials and stuff, they don't always show the stinger. Yes. So in my head, I was like, what the fuck? They're in a trailer. But you yeah. look at, then this episode pops up only like two or three episodes later. And you're like, okay, this is why I didn't remember the trailer aspect of it because it was a nothing factor. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's definitely some writing inconsistencies. Yeah. And I would say in general, this season has had some of that. Yeah. Like we I can definitely bring you. that up. And, and, uh, and maybe that's because of no Larry David. Yeah, could be. Because you're getting like more of a pool of people right. and not one central figurehead who's overseeing everything. And so they're like, hey, we're going to go this way. And then someone else is like, no, we're going to go this way. And so, yeah. Almost like when you have the story group running Star Wars versus when you <laughs> have somebody like George Lucas or We've John already Favreau. talked about yep. that. Yep. We've already, we can't, we can't bring that up again. <laughs> I'm just going to reiterate, fuck the story group. <laughs> and fuck art by a committee. Yeah. All right. We've already had that rant. Okay. Um <laughs> George tells Jerry about this whole beautiful woman and the situation. And, you know, um, he's curious about this Neil guy. Uh, Jerry or Elaine is going to a movie uh, with her guy of the week. I don't even remember this guy's name. It doesn't matter. And, and you know what? I looked him up on IMDb. I didn't recognize. He's so generic. He's he is. And you look through him. He, everything is just NCIS Jag. He is. Yep. He is character actor. The guy. There, yep, exactly. And so uh, he wants to go see the English patient. She wants to go see Sack Lunch. <laughs> Another um, great uh, fake title. Yeah. <laughs> this one even gets a movie poster and everything. You know, it does, how did they get in there? Did they get <laughs> shrunk down, or is it just a really big bag? <laughs> I love it. I love the questions that she asks because yeah. I asked them too. But Sack Lunch is sold out, so they go to see the English patient. Have All you right. seen the English patient? I have not seen the English patient. I have not either seen The English Patient. <laughs> you know why? Because I have no fucking interest. It, I've heard it's slow and just a weird romance, and, and it's probably Seinfeld might have had something to do with why I never saw The English Patient. Now, granted, when I was younger, it was not a movie for me when it came out. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's also not one that I have heard has like is is a classic that you have to watch. Now, granted, when it came out, I remember it was a big fucking thing. And wasn't didn't it win like best picture at the Oscars that year or oh, something like that? I don't think so. No, English Patient. Oh, it did win. It 100% won. 
won Best Picture that it year? It won Best Picture. Okay, yep. so this falls into the category of, what, Shakespeare and Love and shit like that. Movies that win Best Picture and then no one fucking talks about them ever, ever again, again because they were not fucking Dude, Best Picture worthy. Complete crock of shit because what was also nominated and that should have won Fargo. Yeah. Fargo should have 100% won that year instead of English Patient. And yeah, you're right. Shakespeare in Love. Nobody really talks about that. Probably Saving Private Ryan should have probably won that year. I think so. Yeah. It's all, you always look back, man, and you look in like nine times out of 10, man, best pictures at the Oscars are bullshit movies and no one fucking gives a shit about. Yeah. I mean, I would agree on American Beauty. Yeah. Um, like in the 90s. One. I thought that at the, at the time, before you knew he was a diddler, yeah. um, that yeah. movie was incredible to me. And Titanic, for how big it was, I would agree with that one. Yeah. Braveheart, I could possibly go Apollo 13 because that movie was really good too. But I don't, I don't shit on Braveheart. I love Braveheart. Forrest Gump, I love Shawshank Redemption. It's not even close. And honestly, I might even put, because... I, I would respect Pulp Fiction winning because how Pulp Fiction changed cinema yeah. was far more important than how Forrest Gump or probably even Shawshank, even though Shawshank's my favorite movie of all time, I would say either Shawshank or Pulp Fiction should have won over Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is fucking popcorn flick bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah, and I think people use Pulp Fiction losing to, to Forrest Gump as like one of the biggest examples of how bullshit yeah. that yep. the Oscars are. Now, other ones I don't disagree with. Schindler's List, I think, is a valid movie to win. Unforgiven is a phenomenal film. Oh, I Silence love Unforgiven. Of, Silence of the Lambs yeah. and Dances with Wolves. That rounds out the 90s, and I think most of those are pretty fucking solid. Maybe Goodfellas should have won instead of Dances with Wolves. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember the last time I ever watched Dances with Wolves, but I remember it was a big deal when I was a kid. And I, I, re I remember liking it a lot. But come on. Uh, it <laughs> doesn't matter. Fuck it. But Goodfellas, man. Everybody fucking loves yeah. Goodfellas. That should have won. Yeah. It, that, that does, it is talked about more now yeah. than Dance with Wolves, for sure. Yeah. So, All right. I guess let's get off our Oscar. Well, with our Oscars, honestly, just happened last night. For <laughs> of course. And we are, I'm still a little high on the whole slap meme thing. I'm not going to yeah. lie. That shit is crazy. <laughs> I, I, uh, Fuck it, man. I don't even want to get into that. So. <laughs> Especially since this episode's coming out a week later. I wonder what has happened between now and oh, then. Oh, man. Ooh, what kind of insanity? <laughs> I'm so curious. Anyway. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, George goes back to talk to that woman who happens, I guess, to still be at the restaurant. And he just talks about how he wants to meet Neil since they look so much similar. Except, no, George is a little taller. And, um... <laughs> Are you in better shape? Do you work out? <laughs> so yeah, George George is emphatically the better looking of the two. Uh, and so he asks her for Neil's phone number, which is just kind of funny because he's yeah. so he is so curious about this guy. Yeah. And I I like this he's missing the signs from her, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But he he's just fixated on Neil, and I think this is funny. I like this. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So uh Elaine comes out of the movie and she thinks it stunk uh elaine sees carol we uh we've seen her multiple times can, can i say that i think we i've never called this out but i just realized tonight that carol plays um the mom in the flashback in scrooged uh you know bill murray's oh, like when, yeah when he flashes yeah. back as a kid she plays the mom in that and i was like oh damn i just okay. realized that this episode so i love that movie so that's all i just want to call yeah. that out no, that's a good movie i yeah. actually talked about it on um 
Ready to Retro podcast uh, yeah. uh, last December. So yeah, and it yeah. is a, it is it holds up. Really good movie. I watch it every single year. I think I think Bill Murray's fantastic in it because yeah. it's also oh, one of his most coked out movies too. Well, this was like that was his first movie that was like his movie. Well, and he was it, it, honestly too. He was I think he was going to retire from acting, and they, he was living in France when when he got this gig, and they, he was like, "Sure, I'll come back." But I think that's why you see all the all three of his other brothers in it, even his youngest one, who I've never seen. I've only known uh-huh. from Scrooge. But I think he yep. I think it was one of those things where he was like, "I will come back and do this," but you have to hire all of my brothers to be in yeah. it. You know, and. I didn't know how coked out he was, but now you saying that, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. And you know what? Just like Chevy Chase, he was pretty fucking fantastic coked out. So, eh, I'm not a big Chevy Chase guy. Okay, but I, lo- I love my comedians <laughs> on coke, though, so. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Anyway, I like Car- uh, Carol's line where she's like, that Ray Fines. I'd give my firstborn for him. And Elaine mentions uh, getting the short end of the stick on that one. <laughs> Which is, honestly, at this point, probably the longest running yeah. gag on Seinfeld is her friend's ugly kid. Yeah, exactly. You gotta see the baby. I mean, and that just was seasons ago. Ba- Dude, they had that. You gotta see the baby. And then they went and saw the baby yep. and it was hideous. And then it's just like, yes, you're right. This has um, been a very long uh, story arc that they, or not really arc, but just a little reoccurring joke. I wonder if we're gonna see the baby in the finale. Oh, I don't. I don't think we do. I don't. I don't be, think so. Nice I don't think though. so either. Yeah. But it'd be great if it was like some kind of like Muppet mon- monstrosity, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal mm. is a joke. <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. In Florida, Morty just loves the number one dad shirt. It's the greatest thing that Jerry has ever done for his dad. I bought you a Cadillac <laughs> twice. <laughs> exactly. But that's no, no. That, what To Morty, this number one dad shirt is super important. Uh, they, they go to, it's just. I love that ridiculous. I, I do it. too. I was, I was gonna say I know it's silly and dumb, but I love it because it's Morty and and he yeah. he loves his son. You know, like I, I do. I like this. You know, yeah. So uh, then they go to this workout room and they meet Izzy Mandelbaum, uh, who is just this big workout dude, which is of course is our special guest of Lloyd Bridges, who is a comedy great. 
Oh, yeah, Airplane. I mean, come on. We just say that, and you get you He's, got it. Exactly. Airplane, Airplane 2. He was in both of the Hot Shots, Hot Shots movies. Yep. Like mm-hmm. the, But the guy is an inspiration for a lot of you know comedic film people just in general. And yeah. obviously, the father of... Uh, uh, Bo Bridges and Jeff Bridges, but like he's he is. Well, I think he's, a, isn't he the grandfather of them? And then uh, nah, shoot. I'm pretty sure he's the dad. Who's who was the one in? Oh, that was Kurt Douglas. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting my Douglas's confused. Uh, uh, it Kurt was Twenty Thousand Leagues uh, Kurt Douglas. I always like that movie. That was Kurt Douglas. My, okay, so yeah, Lloyd Bridges, the father of Bo Bridges and Jeff Bridges, the weirdest visual like disparity between siblings you know <laughs> out there sure. sure sure so um which you know morty of course is lotting up this izzy mandelbaum he doesn't think jerry's nearly as strong as him and you know jerry's kind of just making his little comments um and there's this other guy i can't remember he pops up in a couple times one of the other del boca vista residents yeah and kind of has a weird voice that can't like move his neck yeah. or something i know yeah i kind of feel like, have a feeling he's probably like an old comedian that jerry probably liked you know could be could be um but he's like oh you think you're as old you know and you, you think you're stronger than than izzy and izzy's like oh yeah you think you're better than me of course one of his yeah. multiple like uh you know one of his catchphrases and he mentions it's go time. And so he's about to, uh, you know, take it up a notch, which he <laughs> mentions as well. And then he's about to try to pick up this barbell and crack. Uh, and he can't lift it. I mean, and, and props to Lloyd Bridges for he does some physical stuff here. It's probably as best as he can possibly do, but he's doing some, some like he slides forward as the thing, the bar's rolling. And I'm like, you know what? That's, that's fine. Like I'm, I like that yeah. because he's like freaking 80 years old, dude, you know? So, oh dude, he was actually like, I think 83 or 84 yeah. when they shot this. Yeah. And I, he passed away, um, the, f- the next year, I think he passed away. In 98, I'm just uh, waiting for my IMDb to, yep, 98, and this this came out in 97. So. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's he honestly is full of life in this episode. Yeah. I'm not quite in love with this arc or, or the character, but I like seeing Lloyd Bridges. Okay. Uh, Elaine goes back to uh, the movie because she wants to go, the movie theater, she wants to go see Sack Lunch, and she runs into Carol, who had just watched it, watched The English Patient another time because it's just that good. And then she sees that guy she went to the movie with before is now seeing it with Carol, which I thought, was was Carol not married? I I think he's, I I didn't take it that, I think he's just, like, now he's just their friend group, you know what I mean? I don't think he was dating Carol. Okay, but but it's all because Elaine doesn't like the English patient. Yeah. And, you know, that is the worst thing. And I kind of feel, now maybe in my head I have this memory of around that time and people just adored the English patient. But it might, honestly, it's been so fucking long, it might just be Seinfeld that that has seeped into my memory. And I assume that that was real life. So. I, funnily enough, I kind of had the same memory as you, and yet I don't know if it's just Seinfeld informing me or if that was real life or not. Yeah, but I never saw it, so can can anyone remember? Let us know if <laughs> are we just that much of Seinfeld people that we can't remember real life, or was English Patient that big of a movie? Yeah, and and so. what did you think of it? If you've seen it, tell let us know if you yeah. liked it or didn't like it. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, Morty is still wearing that shirt. He's um, about to go to bed and he's still wearing it super tight. It's it's an ill-fitting shirt, but he just loves it because it's a number one dad. It just makes him feel super confident. (laughs) And then Cubans come to the door and it's not Cuban cigars that we thought Kramer wanted him to get. They're actual Cubans. Actual Cubans. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's part of the wackiness, Corey. <laughs> I, I know. I know. <laughs> so he calls Kramer, um, and, you know, that's the whole thing of just like, okay, it's not Cuban cigars, which you would assume. It's Cubans because Kramer, of course, has some scheme going on because it's fucking Kramer. Yeah. So the one thing I did like about this little scene uh, where Jerry's, I think, talking on the the phone or something to Kramer, uh, Morty walks by and he's like, something like, what's this all about? And and Jerry's like, "Uh, it's just a bunch of Cubans for Kramer or something like that. I just like how Morty's like, don't tell your mother and just walked away. I I thought that was funny. Um, But yeah. And then Kramer's like making food or something in Jerry's living room or kitchen. She, yeah, yeah, was it like a was it a pasta sauce? Pasta or sauce or spicy pasta sauce? And he's yeah, spicy, he's shirtless and, and you know yeah. I was like oh okay all right yeah, yeah. but but yeah the the truth yeah. the, the Cubans being real people versus human beings you know not just cigars. Yeah. Well, this is a this is a leap right here. But all a right, let's, okay, let's do it. Let's <laughs> dive in. I'm for it. All right. Oh my! Of all the logic shit that you hate, that didn't bother me. <laughs> oh my! It didn't bother me. All right. Danielle is flirting with George super hard, and he is not getting the hint because he's so fixated on Neil and trying to meet Neil, which is funny because George is really only fixated with Neil because Neil got this very attractive lady who's obviously hitting on George now, but George can't see that. And so it's just kind of like this weird loop, but it, it works for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. And then George will come to his senses a little bit. He does. Well, yeah. once he's told by yeah. Jerry, Elaine is at monks and she's complaining about the English patient to the waitress. It's the same waitress that surprised George with the yeah. thing before. She just got a little extra bump in a roll here. That late that, which we've seen her actually a couple yeah. times. She's been around. She's been, she's been like, yeah, the main waitress for a while, you know? So yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but like, you know, her friends don't talk to her anymore because of her stance on the English patient, which the waitress, oh, she said she likes it. And it, well, you know, Elaine ends up pissing her off because of her bitching about it and whatnot. So, ha ha So she's going to fuck. She doesn't get her her coffee order or what, whatnot. Yeah. And, and the only thing I, I, I noted about this and the earlier uh, George at Monks, they were both at the back counter. Uh, area, you know, versus our normal yeah. booth or whatever, and I, I was, I was, I was thrown off by that. And the fact that we see it twice yeah. tells me that obviously they lit for that, and they probably just shot them two back to back. Obviously, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but to me, it makes sense because it's just the just them, them by them themselves. Alone. You know, yeah. they're there. Yeah, exactly. They this monks is a big central place. They all go to monks very often, even though it's established that they don't all live. In the exact same area. Yeah, yeah, but yet monks seems to be where they all eat, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a place that you go to like that often as your place? Well, I mean, no, because I mean, that's expensive, you know, but when I yeah. did live in downtown L.A., um, I went to L.A. Cafe a lot, which was just like the next building over. Um, but still, I mean, that gets so expensive after a while eating out like that. So and yeah. you. Oh God! You know it's sad. Here, here's my place. The subway uh, that was on the corner of Washington and Hill in downtown LA. Um, I, because I was a broke artist in LA, I would get a foot long sub for lunch, eat it for lunch and for dinner. I had to do that for two years straight. I knew 
all the kids working at that subway to the point where I went to one of their birthday parties, like in their in their backyard and everything. I mean, you know, they're like 19 or 20 oh, or whatever, but shit. I went and hung out with them. Like I got became friends with them. I think I'm friends with some of them still on my, my PlayStation network, you know, friends list. But that was my place. Fucking subway. I had to fucking eat subway for two years straight, a foot long sub as both of my meal lunch and dinner for two years straight. Five. Five dollar, five dollar foot long. I probably have so much fucking cancer in me right now. <laughs> they used to use like yoga mat as part of the ingredients. Fuck, bro. For the Fuck. bread. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Uh, throw, throw the question right back at you, buddy. You, do you have a favorite restaurant that like they know you and shit? No, man. I don't. I don't have one here. Um, I've never really. I, I'm. A, I'm a varieties the spices yeah, spice of life guy. A guy, especially, particularly when it comes to food. Um, I like to try a lot of different stuff. I like to try different places. I never like go back to the same spot over and over and over again. Yeah, I, I'm like you. If I had the money, I would do that as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the thing is, like, I cook for myself more yeah. than anything. Yeah, and then now me too. And that's when I like cooking and everything. Yeah. You know. So yeah. So. Okay, but I think that All must right. be that's got to be a New York thing, especially when you're when your if your apartment is tiny, you know. I think a lot of people eat out in New York, you know. And it's definitely a sitcom thing yeah. because they need a yeah. central place. One, they need one location, so they, you can only have a set and like a, a lighting setup easily. So what you're saying is they need a central perk? Oh fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> we just lost like five subscribers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, you mentioned Friends. Fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, no. They just granted, you know, that's not the only place that has had a only sitcom that's had a central yeah. place to eat uh, and drink. But, you know, anyway. Uh, all right. Jerry and Morty go see Izzy Mandelbaum uh, at his condo, which apparently is really nice because he's got that sweet crepe money. He's in the uh, the crepe business. And, you know, they go to apologize. C- crepe. He doesn't say until later, but he pronounces crepe weird. He, like, pronounced. Did you notice that? Crepe. Lloyd- crepe. Yeah. I've, I've heard. All right. I've heard pretentious people who are like, oh, it's pronounced crepe. Oh, okay. Okay. So he was pronouncing it the pretentious way. Got it. Or, okay. like, the official. Like, yeah. Probably the official way. I call it crepe. Yeah, crepe. Yeah. Like any you're sane. Yeah. Well, you're you're an American like, <laughs> like me. <laughs> and we're not always sane, though. But, yes, yeah. it's it's. Crepe for us, but crepe, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, so he he owns Magic Pan, which I guess is a crepe restaurant in New York? Apparently, it's a chain, and allegedly, yes. I actually had to – we're going to get to a spot. I got very confused. As to where they were? Yes, I thought Jerry was flying down to Florida, and then I had to look up the Wikipedia. It's like, oh, no – and I'll mention it again, but like Izzy apparently goes to see a back specialist in New York. And I had to be like, wait, what? I thought like Jerry was going flying fucking down to just talk to him and apologize. It's just it felt very weird. The the um spatial displacement was an issue. I mean, it's it, they he goes back and forth to Florida as much as he does in the Cadillac episode uh, a few like four episodes ago, you know, where he was selling the getting the Cadillac yeah, but, back. You but know, we had maps and that helped. Yeah, us. They showed us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, meet buddy. I'm with you, buddy. It's it's going to be a, a ding on it for 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 sure for mm. that. OK, but while Jerry and Morty are there, Izzy sees Morty's shirt because he's obviously wearing it every fucking day, the number one dad shirt. And so he gets upset and he gets up. He says, oh, you think you're number one dad? Because this guy is like stupidly competitive. Yeah. Anno- annoyingly competitive. And he says, it's go time. And then he, uh, you know, has to lift something and crack. Uh, he falls down. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So 
Call an ambulance. Oh, there's an ambulance outside. Oh, you can throw them in there with them. You know, they make some old people jokes. Like, there's already an ambulance for down the hall, you know? Yeah. None of it's funny. (laughs) I I didn't have problems with it. Old people are funny because they're old and stupid and fragile. (laughs) But okay. All right. uh, George talks to Jerry at the apartment uh, who gives him the realization that he is out kneeled Neil. Like, why are you trying to follow this guy when you've got her? You've got Danielle. So he gave George the realization about this. And then this is when George leaves saying, there's a new Neil in town. And he gets a, yeah. a cheer for that from the the, cla- the crowd. Uh, yeah, I didn't really pay attention to it. But, yeah, I guess it's just his excitement. Yeah. So, sure. Uh, Jerry does get a call from Morty, who's still wearing the shirt. Um, and it's just, it's just overall, it's number one signing out. It's gone to his head. <laughs> I love Morty. I know. I know. I, I like how he is so fixated on, you know, him being the number one dad. Yep. So Kramer then pops in and apparently we find out those guys, those Cubans are not Cubans at all. They are Dominicans. And that puts a whole wrench in the operation because, for some reason, now there is a logical disparity on this plan is that he was going to sell, not sell Cuban people, but use them to work as if rolling the Cuban cigars is how Cuban cigars get their magic and not growing the tobacco yeah. in Cuba yeah. is where Cuban cigars get their magic, which any sane person would know that's how it goes. But Kramer's wacky, and that's how he, how it, it it goes on in his head, and somehow that kind of is the situation here. And there's like an ongoing joke of like referring to them as Cubans, but you also refer to the you know the cigars Cubans. So they're like, ah, you Castro would roll them and smoke them. He's like, we are talking about the people or the cigars. So they do have some mm-hmm. fun little wordplay with it, but yeah. I didn't really note any of it. But I I liked it overall. Like I liked. That aspect of this storyline, the wordplay that they do with it, I don't necessarily like the the technicality of this storyline with them being there. Especially since, so Jerry flew back, but then they took the bus and they got there at the same time he did, right? They took the bus where? They took the bus or, or from Florida. Jerry flies back to New York. They take the bus from Florida. Who's, Jor- who's they? The Cubans. Oh, I don't remember them taking the bus. Well, Kramer says he picked him up at the bus stop. So oh, they didn't okay. fly back with Jerry, which I thought was funny because they got basically they got in at the exact same time as Jerry who flew. Oh, I didn't I didn't pay attention yeah, to that. Anyways, all of it is logical problems. So I guess yeah, spatial disparity yep. is disparity is one of the, the problems here. So I was allowing myself that kind of uh break, but Corey is being the stickler this time. I I I thought yeah. you were gonna be on my side with it. <laughs> Adam's like, nope, I was on this one just for the funsies of it. I was like, what? Yeah. This is all the shit you usually complain about. Hey, I am usually all for all all up on it. But today, baby, I'm good, man. I'm just I'm I'm moving and grooving. Wow. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so at Jay Peterman's office. Uh, hey, you get some Jay Peterman. Yeah. And he talks about the English patient and how amazing it is. And Elaine uh, asks Elaine about it and she lies, says she hasn't seen it because she doesn't want to mention that she doesn't like it, obviously, because she feels her job might be on the line. And rightfully so. 
Yeah, rightfully so. And uh, Jay Peterman says, stops everything. We need to take you. you got to go see it. And so he basically stops work, and they're going to go watch the movie. Uh, Jerry apparently goes to see Izzy in the hospital. And here's actually where I wrote down, Jerry flies to Florida to see Izzy. And then I had to go back and figure this shit out. So Izzy went to go see a back special in New York, a back specialist in New York. I guess they set a line somewhere that I missed or didn't pay attention to. Um, and so, yes, so he's seeing him in New York and his own son is there who comes in and apparently well, he, he says his own son gave him a shirt because he's competitive. Yeah. And it says world's greatest dad. That's better than number one. Better than number one. <laughs> world's greatest. And I'm just like, wow, these are some egotistical Mandelbaums. They are. They are. And, and like you said, his son, Izzy Jr. comes in and he's played by Gene Di- Dynarski. Um, and I just want to call out that uh, he played Joseph Stalin in the Command and Conquer <laughs> Red Alert video game from 1996. That's wow, the only thing okay. I fucking recognized him from. Okay, I'll allow it. But there is an actual 20-year difference between Lloyd Bridges and that actor, so he could legitimately be his son. Yeah, no, that that works for me. I had no problem with that. Yeah, I had no problem. It's the other one I have a bit of a problem with. <laughs> yeah, the uh, guy needs to be like fucking 150 years old. <laughs> yeah, so um, he calls out Jerry uh, that, you know, you know, you should pick on somebody your own age, and Jerry's line is wonderful. You got any kids? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Because he's pretty old, too. And so, yeah, of course, you think you're better than me. And so he wants to go lift something to prove his manliness. Um, and uh, Izzy says, the TV. And so he goes to go pick it up and crack. His back goes out as well. Yeah. And, of course, he says, like, it's go time, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, all that. Oh, stuff. the whole thing. Oh, the Mandelbombs. They came in fully baked on, on this. They knew all their catchphrases and everything. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, Kramer talks to his business partner, and I imagine you recognized him. Yeah, it's it's the, the guy that Kramer bet against at the airport when he was waiting for Jerry. And I was like, oh, cool. He's, he's back, you know? He is. That was back in season six. It was that, you know, yeah. where... Newman had to kind of save the day with the son of Sandbag yep. and all that kind of stuff. And so clearly, I guess they're on good standing because that son of Sandbag yeah. was fine with the transaction, you know? Uh, I, I love that they brought him back and that he is um, still kind of a scheming partner for Kramer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I so. kind of, I, I don't think we do, but I would like to see it again, like see him come back around again, but I don't think we do. I don't I don't think we do, but uh, it was a nice, it was a nice one-off at least. Agreed, so, agreed. Or two-off, so... Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV, and music, to slang, food, and fashion, you're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. 
We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Um, all right, Kramer brings in the Cubans, who are actual Dominicans, but he dressed them as Cubans. Just <laughs> kind of funny, I thought, uh, like in Cuban military garb, um, just to try and pass them off. Um, but uh, at Monk's, uh, we see George uh, is with Danielle, but we find out that she's been contacted by Neil. And so now, you know, George has to try and one-up Neil and all this shit. Because uh, he's got a competition going on with himself of or course. with Neil. So uh, cut to the English patient, Elaine, bored as shit. You know, some of these fast scenes, this is what Seinfeld does. Mm-hmm. Like they're just Now they're doing fast, fast scenes. At Monk's, Kramer, George, and Jerry um, are there. Kramer sees the Dominicans. So, so, so what we find out, sorry, I didn't really mention, the Texas guy kind of calls bullshit on this thing. Somehow he can tell they're not Cubans and that they're Dominicans. Um, I don't know how, but whatever. He, I so mean, he honestly, he might be, he might hear it from their accent. I, I think that's that's plausible. Plausible. Um, but he doesn't go through the deal. So now the Dominicans are kind of fucked. They're kind of stuck in there, and so they're at monks. Kramer sees them, and he's all worried because uh, you know they're really getting into this whole Cuban uprising thing, and they're getting <laughs> getting kind of violent because they, they they agree with Cuba essentially they they like yeah. the the Marxism and everything you know mm-hmm. and the so, workers' yeah. rights or whatever you know all that all that good shit yeah. um so because yes yes nothing for them to do so they're getting frustrated um because you know they they need Marxists want to work yeah so all right uh Jerry sees Izzy and his son he goes to visit them in the hospital and then comes in another Mandelbaum. Um, and this is allegedly Izzy's father. Did you recognize him from Scrubs? Oh, I did not. Okay. It was, I mean, it's, uh, it's played by Earl Schumann. He's played by Earl Schumann. And I just looked yeah. through his IMDb, you know, the usual I mean, suspects, I, but I saw I Scrubs have, and I was like, maybe Adam knows. I have, um, Scrubs damn near memorized I scene know. by scene. I know. Um, but... I'm trying to think. I, it's just not coming to me off the top of my head. So. Maybe probably wasn't a big character or something. Yeah, his character is named Patient. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Didn't even have a fucking name. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I just saw that. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So, he, the actor, though, is three years younger than Lloyd Bridges. <laughs> and they're trying to pass him off as being Lloyd Bridges' father. He doesn't look nearly old enough to be but there he had to be like you know they they established that izzy is an octogenarian and that he's been around for 80 years that means this guy 
in the least had to be around for 13 years more than that, yeah. but probably more like 18 to 20. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's probably creeping on the 100 year mark. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, he looks more like what you think an 80 year old man would look, whereas Lloyd Bridges yeah. does look better than, you know, an 80 year old man would look. So. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that. I, I get it. But uh, that, that is funny that he's three years younger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Of course, like he's just as competitive as his son and grandson, even though it's kind of weird. He's credited as Izzy Sr. Yeah. And then there's Izzy and then Izzy Jr. Because not the, Izzy Jr. would have been Izzy the third. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I don't. It's whatever. They're just being weird about it. Yeah. Um, but of course, he's trying to prove himself and he wants to go. Oh, that TV you're going to pick up um, and then crack. Oh, man, he can't do it. Um, so. Haha, ha, they're all holed up in the beds and they chant, they do the good chant, Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum. Mandelbaum. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of shit that I see all the time on some of our uh, Facebook groups. Like, I see, like, it's go time. Yep. I see, like, you know, exactly. Oh, you think you're better than me? I see that a lot with different memes yep. and things like that. So, yeah. Um, they end up talking about, you know, Izzy talks about the business, that there's no one to roll. The crepes, the crepes, whatever. Right. So he says there, there always has to be a Mandelbaum rolling the crepes. And mm-hmm. so you said it's a chain, right? I guess Magic Pan is a chain. Oh, well, I, I guess not. I know I thought it would be just for how rich, because just right, owning yeah. one restaurant, yeah. how rich it is. But, but you're right. It can't be because they're establishing it one place. But I guess it's, yeah, so I don't know. I so, don't know. And confused. so I guess, I guess Izzy Jr., the youngest one, his son, probably was the one that worked at the crate place, you know. And so, yeah. And so Lloyd Bridges was probably the only one living in Del Boca Vista, although you think his dad would also be living in Del Boca Vista. But, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. So, so the Magic Pan is a New York restaurant, and one of the. <laughs> you are, Jesus Christ, yeah. Corey, why are you fucking like nitpicking everything? On this? Really? That's what I, do. Buddy? I know it's what <laughs> I do. From Fuck you? off. Really? Fuck off. <laughs> Why are you on cloud nine tonight? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But I'll stop shitting say- on your favorite fucking episode. How about that? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a funny ass scene here where the old one is like, oh, I can't see the TV. And Jerry just like, oh, well, whatever. And he just grabs the TV, <laughs> picks it up like it's nothing and moves it over. And they're all like, oh, you think you're better than me? And he just moves it up because yes, guess what? It's not that tough, yeah. and they're old, and they really—they're fucking old people, yeah. and it's hilarious because they're old. <laughs> so, all right, we cut back to the English patient, and Elaine can't take it anymore. She snaps. She fucking hates the movie, and uh, Jay Peterman fires her. Fires her. <laughs> like it's like you're fired, and she's like, "All right, yeah. fine, I'll see you in the car." But apparently, we find out she has to, you know, to keep her job, she has to travel to the Tunisian desert uh, where the film was set and all this kind of shit, um, I guess, to keep her job. Yeah. Which is, to me, I'm like, wow, that doesn't sound like a bad gig at all. Now you get to travel to Tunisia, <laughs> a.k.a. Tatooine, because that's where the Lars uh, Homestead was filmed. And I think it's still still standing out there and everything. So, yeah. Very cool. Uh, at the Mandelbaum's restaurant, the Dominicans are rolling the crepes. But because they're not actual Cubans and apparently not as good at rolling things, they roll too tight and the crepes spray people, which is ridiculous. It's, like, that's not how it would work. No, no. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And 
that restaurant is the interior like it's it's you know what i'm talking about it's like yeah. restaurant c that they show us yeah. and i feel like they haven't really yeah. used it much this season but last season they used it a lot back to back and we were like fuck you all give us monks back it's this yeah. restaurant set you know it's monks then reggie's then restaurant c yeah, then restaurant c <laughs> yes so but it's it's silly the crepes are spraying people and they're really hot and you know, ha ha ha. And Neil is there eating and he gets burned. And now Danielle, oh my God, she has to take care of him. Uh, we get a scene of them obviously in the hospital. And, you know, Neil talks to George. George, I win. <laughs> I guess because of the whole competition between George and Neil. And he got the hottie. Yeah, got the hottie by being bar- burned, and so because she's gonna take like know. take care of him, or she's gonna take him to like London or yeah. something to help yeah, well, him. Yeah, out. she's gonna she's gonna take exactly. She's gonna take care of him. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, um, I like this little thing because he saw, he sees the the cane too, and he's like, "Well played, uh, uh, Mister Peanut," or something like yeah, that. Yeah, which is a line that we didn't yeah, mention yeah. before, but yeah. yes, it all kind of ties in together. And I and actually, um, yeah. I actually really like this. This uh, hospital scene right here, I do not yes. care for the stinger afterwards. I agree. Now, I want to just mention with the hospital scene, I think it ends wonderfully yeah. as George leaves. Then he creeps back in, unplugs something on the IV, and then leaves. Yeah. And it's great. <laughs> I like that, too. And I'm like, you know, he's not going to die. The, the nurse will fix it. But I like the pettiness of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Enjoy the pettiness. And then uh, our little tag here is Elaine is on a plane to Tunisia. And the movie is going to be sack lunch, but then, because she hadn't seen it yet, and then the Dominicans hijacked the plane, all wearing the number one dad shirts because that's what Kramer had in bulk, and it's she gets fucked. She can't watch the movie because of that, and ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Yes, a hijacking uh, stinger. That's, I was like, <laughs> wow. I, that probably doesn't play um, after... <laughs> September 11th, yeah, <laughs> like you would think, but I don't know. I didn't have much time, much much issues with it. I thought it was funny. I just okay. And I just go say I just didn't think it was funny. So you hey, know, well, yeah, it wasn't funny. It was funny enough. Okay, so <laughs> this Tell has me. always been an episode that I have hated. Ever since I Whoa. first saw it, I've never liked the Mandel bombs. I don't like the joke. Um, I've I I, I don't. I don't like the jumping back and forth between uh, Florida and going back to New York so many times for Jerry, like where we can't even keep track of it. I don't think the Mandel bombs are funny. Uh, Kramer and the Cubans, even less funny than that. Um, George, I like the George stuff. The funny thing is, I hate this episode so much that I haven't even seen it that much because I usually literally skip it or walk away from it. I forgot George's storyline completely i mean it's weird dude it's weird to have an actual part of an episode that i don't remember at all like in some way shape or form uh that's how much i hate this episode and talking to you i actually think i'd like it a little bit more like as you brought my last episode down by a half a point so i'm gonna give you credit you brought this one up by a half a point because i actually really had fun discussing it with you uh and i had fun you actually think you brought up some stuff that i, I was like you know what Maybe I should just let this go and, and, and just kind of flow with it. Um, but at the end of the day, that's still going to leave me at two go times wow. out of five. This is a 1.5 for you. Yeah, I've originally. never I've never liked it. Um, and yeah, but I do. Th- you, I enjoyed the discussion with you. And I do think you okay. brought up some good points that I should not have been so hard on certain aspects of it. Well, 
a similar theme where I kept my score and you changed yours. I'm keeping my score and you changed yours on this one. Um, I enjoyed this episode. Georgia's story was solid to me, as was Jerry's. And Kramer's tied in with the others eventually. I think this did a good ep- good job of weaving a couple of them together. And I like that. Elaine's was probably my least favorite, the whole English patient thing. Um, partly because I haven't seen it. But I didn't dislike it because I remember the English patient being a big deal. Um, the Mandelbaums are classic. Fuck you. They're classic. <laughs> the Dominicans are decent. And the English patient stuff, in particular the hate from Elaine because it's such a beloved film, I thought was enjoyable enough. So I had a really good time with this episode. I What, what did you do yours? Two out of... Uh, uh, go what? times. Two go times. Oh, damn those. All right. Then mine is four out of five world's greatest dads. Oh, man. Is this our biggest Seinfeld disparity? I think we had a another 2.1. 2. 2. Okay. I think we had a... like. So two is... is Pretty big, big for us, yeah. But I we might have had a 2.5 at some point. Oof, man. I feel like as the show's going along, you and I are like yeah. like separating, Dude, you know. We were we were at most a 0.5 or one on, on every episode. And then you're right. We are seeing more and more and more of that separation. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was shocked in this episode a little bit uh, by you know, how much you were let, uh, letting sort of go, but I, I don't think that's a, a bad thing. It's, it's, you like this episode, so yeah. you kind of like, you kind of go with the flow, whereas I already went into this episode being like, I know I don't like this episode, so I was well, being yeah. a lot more critical and hard on I, things. I, it might be selective nostalgia, or for you, selective memory of yeah. dislike, yeah. where like, I have a Mandelbaum's t-shirt, you know, I remember yeah, I know. liking their, <laughs> yeah. and I like, I like lifting shit, and so I like their st- stupid competitiveness and so all this kind of stuff that i that works for me that doesn't for you yeah and so i think that just shines in our score yeah so. but you know what always works for me throwback trivia t- oh <laughs> <laughs> throwback trivia takedown i had a great goddamn segue uh, but you know what uh, your mom joke will always trump oh, a good yeah. segue so thank you for that i'll boost the levels on it in case you can't hear it uh, when you said it so uh, adam throwback trivia takedown buddy tell us about it yeah we are a podcast that uh gives you really strong nostalgic trivia if you guys like trivia and you like the decades that we tend to talk about and pop culture we do pop culture nostalgic trivia like that is our thing and it's going really well like we keep man we keep getting some patrons after patrons and i'm really digging it we go through these uh tournaments people are digging the tournament and so that's awesome if you guys are if you guys are at all into um trivia Check it out because I can almost get we we make sure we write legit good trivia questions. Yeah, yeah. No, you guys. We've do- had we've had we've had multiple Jeopardy uh, players. We've had a couple Jeopardy champions. We've had a Jeopardy th- a three time Jeopardy champion on our show. Um, like we're. We're legit. I'm not going to lie, That's man. Cool. It feels good. That's awesome, dude. It's a great show, and you guys do. And I know you put in a lot of freaking yeah. work, pre-production work, post-production work on that one, so I'm really happy that that it's really paying off uh, for you guys because it's a great show, and I'm not someone who even likes trivia, and I have a blast with that podcast. Yeah. Hell, you've co-hosted or guest-hosted that podcast before, and you did a great job. Thank sir. you. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, 
That's it. Nothing else is good. I'm not going to throw it at your show. That's ah, okay. I'm just, it's fine. I'm I'm just kidding. standing. I'm, I'm just looking ah. straight ahead like a puppy dog waiting. <laughs> <laughs> you're just waiting. All right. When are you going to kick to my show, Adam? I'm just fucking know, with you, man. Just... I'm kidding. I love podcasting after dark. If you are looking for weird stuff, Corey's got it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I guess let's see. If you're listening to this this week, uh, right now we have a new TV Obscura episode. Um, uh, so we do have... Those, those are my favorite. I'm not going to lie. Right now, I dig the TV Obscura. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, there you go. So Podcasting After Dark is the show and one of the, the spinoff shows of Podcasting After Dark that you can find on the Podcast After Dark feed is TV Obscura. And we do it once a month with uh, our pal uh, Diallo and Zach. Yeah. And we... He's, he's also... I just want to throw out massive shout out to Diallo like he adds a lot now great to say fucking you and Zach are amazing our pal Zach awesome guy you're pretty cool too but I love like the it's an extra little vibe that Diallo brings and he does a great job and I would like to actually bring Diallo like into our group and and if anybody you know have him on guest spots on things because he's a great fucking dude Um, but we talk about weird ass fucking shows you know from the 70s 80s and 90s and the nice thing is like Diallo's like He's, he's older than me and Zach, so he kind of comes at things from a 70s point of view, and then Zach and I are really 80s kids, so it's fun. So if you like weird shows, just sign up, for, uh, subscribe to Podcasting After Dark, and you'll get the TV Obscura episode once a month, and uh, by the time you're listening to this, we are doing an all-wrestling TV show uh, uh, episode to coincide with WrestleMania, so I uh, hope you guys all check that out. We hope you guys check out all the great shows on the BFOP network. We hope you check out Talking Back, Blast from Our Past, uh, Action Action. People don't forget. Uh, we have so much fun on the network. We, we It's a bunch of friends. We all love each other. And uh, so I think we're going to probably have another little crossover thing coming up pretty soon, too. So be on the lookout for that as well. And, uh, of course, be on the lookout for our next episode. will be a Patreon-exclusive episode. And, uh, you know, find all of that over on Patreon.com slash Cartwright for just one dollar i'll buy that for a dollar there you go buddy we'll see you guys next week with the nap Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey. That's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast.